This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to the Moving the Needle Podcast, where we ask, what moves you? Excellent or bogus? Did anyone do the right thing? Do you mess with the Zohan? With me tonight to discuss Do the Right Thing, Rocky versus Creed, childhood guilty pleasures, a test of time, you don't mess with the Zohan, once upon a time in Hollywood. With me tonight is Stephanie. Hello. Roy. Hello. And Hanno. Yo. We want to thank you for listening on iTunes. We're also available on Spotify, just about everywhere you can find podcasts. We are, so come on now. Google Let Play. Us know. Email us at mtnpodcast at gmail.com or, or on facebook.com slash mtnpod. Twitter and tweet us at mtnpod. There's so many ways to find us. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... Sergeant, we need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're... We're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Groot. That I did know. These people may be isolated and unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what you need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the Intrepid Trio. Eric, Kylan, and myself, Mike. And, Yo. and it seems like Kylan has made it and survived training with Alpha Flight. Yeah, I did. It, it, it was fun. and there, were, there was a lot of maple syrup and poutine and... Uh, um, I think Wolverine punched me in the face once or twice, but you know it was all good. <laughs> you, you didn't pour the maple syrup on the poutine, did you? Because I can't think of anything more Canadian than that. Uh, no, I think I, you know, uh, I, I am a I am Canadian by association, and I, I'm not even that Canadian. I love maple syrup, so you know, maybe a little bag bacon in there. Oh. Yeah. You know what? I did not have back bacon when I was up there this time. Dude, you have one job. I know. I know. But I came back. I did come back with ketchup chips okay. and all dressed. So there okay. you go. All right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> That'll oh, work. That's one thing I cannot get used to is ketchup chips. Well, 
ketchup chips. I, I, you know what? I used to think that was weird, and I, then I tried it, and I was like, where have you been all my life? I actually have some Doritos ketchup chips. So it's like the traditional uh, Doritos chip, but with like the ketchup seasoning that they use, and wow. I can't explain it. I don't know what happened to me, but yeah. Wow. I've gone through like three bags of ketchup chips and I never got used to it. Do you like all, have you ever tried all dressed? I've not tried the all dress. I've not tried either one. Try, I think you would like the all dressed. I think you would. Yeah. You may not, uh, it's, 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 now it depends on like, do you like, uh, like different uh, potato chip flavors? Do you like that sort of thing? The all dress is almost like Zaps voodoo. Yes, exactly. It's a little bit of everything that Lay's yeah, Canada does. It just doesn't have the it doesn't have the strong spice yeah. of the Zaps voodoo. But basically, Zaps voodoo satisfies my craving for the Cajun spiced uh, Ruffles chips that were around back in the late eighties, early nineties. They don't make them anymore. Mm. The other, I miss those. the other one that I like is the uh, Zaps Cajun Craw Cajun Craw Tater. Craw Tater. It's like the crawfish boil seasoning on uh, on kettle chips. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We might have to stop. We're gonna have to start talking snacks because if if we don't stop, I, I'm about to throw down my headphones and head to uh, head to the grocery store. <laughs> well, we will. Don't be, make me do that. We will be talking some People's Choice Awards. We will be talking some MCU actors info and a whole bunch of Disney Plus. But before that then, come out this week, I, I don't think I heard. He it, said with the sarcasm dripping from the microphone. <laughs> what do you mean, Willis? Um, but yes, we did have uh, the People's Choice Awards this past weekend. And surprise, surprise, there's a little movie called Avengers Endgame that seemed to rack up pretty well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was nominated for seven awards. Wow. Or or actually, there were seven nominees. Now, some of these were uh, th- there were multiple Avengers Endgame nominees for the same category. So, yeah, it won best movie and best action movie. Uh, Scarlett Johansson was nominated for movie actress. Uh, that uh, that came in or she was nominated. She did not get it. You know who did get it? Zendaya. Really? Yes. Okay. The only star of 2019 was Zendaya uh, from, uh, I presume, Far, Far From, from home. home. Yeah. Uh, unless she's been in another movie that, you know, did absolutely gangbusters at the box office, which I don't think so. But uh, let's see. What else did it win? It won movie actor Robert Downey Jr. Good call. Now, uh, we, uh, Downey was also nominated for action star. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris Evans was nominated for action star. And Chris Hemsworth was nominated for movie actor. So, so there were two in-game actors for movie actor and two in-game star actors for action star does that make any sense at all yep 
Okay, yeah. good. And you want to know who got action movie star of 2019? Who? A young man by the name of Tom Holland. Never what? Heard Never heard of him. Who's that kid? Yeah, yeah. It's funny how the MCU is pretty well pretty well represented. I mean, yes, Avengers Endgame did the heavy lifting here, but you know, you still had Far From Home pretty well represented. Right, right. I mean, between Endgame and Stranger Things and Far From Home, that took most of your awards there, most of your movie awards. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. So congratulations to Avengers Endgame and Robert Downey Jr. and Tom Holland and Zendaya. Yeah. Good show. Yes, of course. Very, very good. Yes. Jolly good. Should we even be surprised? No, uh, we should not. Now, (laughs) what will surprise me is if Avengers Endgame walks away with the Oscar for Best Picture. (laughs) Uh, it, 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 mm, you know what? Di- Disney is pushing it. Disney that, is pushing it. Wouldn't that put a crawl up a couple people's butts? Not going to mention any names, Scorsese. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't don't mention any names like Martin Scorsese or uh, or what what others? Yes, yeah, no, not Spielberg. Yeah, Spielberg's jumped on that bandwagon too. This is the guy that brought us Jaws, E.T., and Close Encounters. No, uh-uh. He has jumped, yes, he has jumped on the anti-superhero bandwagon. He's upset because his little guy with the glowing finger has been forgotten. He, he phoned home. So, well, before we get any further, um, wow. you, you heard our two of our sponsors in the front. Um, I'll say they're a sponsor. I'll also say they'll... They're a partner of the show as Heroes and Villains and Found Me. Uh, both are subsidiaries of BioWorld. Uh, with both of them, use the code Field Agents, all one word, for 15% off your first purchase. Uh, there's some great, they just dropped some great new Mandalorian stuff, and they have. Um, categorized jackets with new outerwear. For the cold, like a TIE fighter bomber jacket, which looks pretty cool. TIE fighter bomber jacket? Yes. You have my attention, Rose. It, it Well, they also have a uh, Mandalorian bomber jacket as well. Or Warriors of, of Mandalore bomber jacket. That looks pretty nice. So it looks like a modern day flight jacket. Like mm-hmm. you uh, you know, like the olive drab jackets you see a lot of pilots wear when they're walking off, walking down the flight line. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that style, but themed around uh, those product, uh, those characters. So, uh, also too, check out our web store. Uh, it's the image with the rotating pictures. You get uh, some great hockey jerseys, sweatshirts, knit hats, regular hats, t-shirts. Etc. There with our logo on it. So check those out. And I'm gonna now getting back to the show. Say check this out. How much longer do the Avengers stars have left on their MCU contracts with Marvel Studios? Well, um, number one, let's see uh, Samuel Jackson. And uh, Jackson's initial deal was fulfilled when he appeared in Spider-Man: Far From Home. Uh, he hasn't been revealed as part of the cast of any future Marvel movies yet, but it's possible he, he will extend his contract. 
So essentially, he's done. Okay. Uh, Don Cheadle replaced Terrence Howard as Rhodey in Iron Man 2. Uh, it's unclear how many films Cheadle signed on for. But with no Iron Man or Avengers films on Marvel schedules, um, fans may not see Rhodey again for some time, if again at all. Sounds interesting. You know what? I I think he's going to be back. It'll just be down the line a little bit. If they do something with uh, movie-wise with Falcon and Winter Soldier, I could see him coming in. I I see Phase Five. That's where I would look for, which is only a couple for, years out. Yeah. So, uh, number three, Scarlett Johansson. Uh, she debuted in 2010 with Iron Man 2 as well. Um, she hasn't revealed any hard details about her contract, but has implied at times that it has shifted and changed with time, with her time in the franchise. That may be reflected in her headlining solo film, Black Widow, which is kicking off Phase 4 next year. Uh, with that film, whether or not that film is her final outing or not, uh, as implied by Black Widow's death or start of a new chapter still remains to be seen. Uh, Chris Hemsworth. Uh, Thor Ragnarok seemed to have changed his mind. Um, because originally his contract was over some during the time between Age of Ultron and Thor Ragnarok. Um, because he said he was ready to lay his ha- lay the hammer down after the final Avengers movie. Um, but apparently after working with Takeda Watiti, uh, it sparked a new. It added a new spark to Hemsworth's um, desire to continue playing Thor. Uh, so long as Watiti is along for the ride. Uh, that deal was sealed when uh, Thor Love and Thunder was announced. No word on the future of Hemsworth after Love and Thunder, but... See what happens. Yeah, I I think Hemsworth will make as many Thor movies as Watiti wants to direct. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I really do think that that's as some people may not care for. I've I've heard them called slapstick Thor, which I think is it, it's unfortunate and it's really unwarranted. Right. But I do like a lighter side to Thor. I do too. I mean, just because, yeah, I mean, he is, he does have a temper. Yes, he does have a serious side, but serious Thor, there's a reason nobody really wanted movie rights to him back in the day when Marvel was trying to sell it all off. Right. Yeah. Uh, Up next is Jeremy Renner. Uh, his initial contract was supposed to have been completed with Endgame, but he has returned um, with the new series coming to Disney Plus called Hawkeye. Well, he'll mentor a new Hawkeye, Kate Bishop. Cool. Uh, Sebastian Stan. Uh, he signed a nine-film deal with Marvel Studios 
And with five done, he has four to go. Not to mention his show, Falcon and Winter Soldier, on Disney+. Plus. Cool. Mark Ruffalo. He has one movie left on his contract, but which one is unclear? Legal issues involving Universal complicate the potential of a Hulk solo movie. But Endgame establishing Hulk as a popular hero in the MCU means he could pop up in almost any other movie. Right. I would like to see him. I loved the Hulk and Thor dynamic. Mm-hmm. But because we now have Professor Hulk, which one of my few gripes with Endgame is how that was handled. But now that you have Professor Hulk and he's jollier, he's less of a foil against Thor as he was. Right. Right. Maybe. I would, I would almost say with Ant-Man. I was thinking the Fantastic Four movie. Ooh. Ooh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I kind of like that. Especially if we're talking about Professor Hulk. I kind of I would like to see the dynamic between him and Reed Richards. And maybe they went to school together. Who knows? Yeah, I was just thinking that. You could pull that in. You basically use Professor Hulk to bring the Fantastic Four in. Yes. Why if he appears in the next uh, Doctor Strange film? I'm I'm okay with that too. Yeah. Now there's somebody he could play against. That's true. Because I like the the play that he the play he had against the ancient one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the thought the thought of because because Banner is a man of science of hard science. It's interest. It would be interesting to see him pitted against magic. Yeah. Right. Like, well, there's also a chance he could appear in uh, She-Hulk for Disney Plus. But that wouldn't count against his single I remaining. So. I, I think that's almost a guarantee that you're going to see him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, up next is Anthony Mackie. Uh, he said in an interview earlier this year that he signed on to appear in 10 Marvel Studios films. Uh, he has six under his belt with four more to go. Uh, but he also has his own show. With Falcon and Winter Soldier, but it's unclear how that will affect his Marvel Studios deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave Batista. Um, I guess he is guaranteed for one more film. As long as James Gunn still doing it, because he said if Gunn's not involved, he's out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but I his think feature a, but, but his future after that is unclear. Kind of like what with Hemsworth and Waititi, I see he'll be around playing Drax as long as James Gunn is around. Yeah, yeah. Now, same things happening with with DB or with uh, Bradley Cooper uh, after Guardians Three. It's unclear um, how he's going to be around. Uh, same thing with Vin Diesel and uh, Karen Gillian and I believe Chris Pratt. Basically, think, anyone from the Guardians cast, it's it's all unclear after uh, Guardians 3. Yeah, I don't know that we have a whole lot of... I, 
God is about to say we have a whole lot of use for them because that's just not true. I don't see much of a path in the MCU for them beyond beyond Guardians 3 unless there is a Nova or a Silver Surfer or you know Galactus. True. Right. Uh now Paul Bettany. Uh he hasn't said there, there's been no talk on his contracts, um, but he will appear in one division, but it's also unknown whether he will play appear in any future MCU films, uh, especially since his, he died in Infinity War. He died and stayed dead like Uncle Ben. Yep. <laughs> I really shouldn't laugh at that, but, okay. well, you know. but I mean, let's think about this. How many times in the comics do do characters come back from the dead? Quite a few. How many of them have pretty much stayed dead? One. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, uh, okay, as far as the Marvel Universe, one. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. No, no, no. Well, no, two, two, two. Because uh, Matt Murdock's pop is gone, stayed yeah. gone. Yeah. Well, Ben is gone, stayed gone. I'm not, I'm not even going to count the Punisher's family because – I'm thinking like original Marvel, you know. Yeah. Now, but yeah, generally, because uh, Bucky was supposed to be firmly in that uh, that 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 club until you know a few years ago. Well, actually, at one point in time, Bucky was supposed to be the leader of the Pantheon. Oh. You remember you during the Peter David run, Professor Hulk, he got hooked up with the Pantheon. And there's a character, Agamemnon. Yeah. Well, when he finally reveals what he really looks like, I mean, the old guy with the beard and and all that, it was just a hologram. And when he finally revealed his true self, he was almost the spitting image of Bucky. Mm-hmm. And he was immortal. He, it, basically, he faked his death during the waning days of World War II and went into hiding. Mm. And so I don't recall if they ever completely officially said it. But I think at that point in time, it was strongly implied that it was Bucky. Right. Oh. Uh, up next, we got Elizabeth Olsen. Uh, we don't know any details here. Uh, we know she's uh, appearing in WandaVision and her appearance in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. You know, somebody saw her uh, in town here uh, last week. Okay, quite interesting. So I, the thing is, the Russo brothers are filming their new movie, Cherry, here with uh, Tom Holland. I don't know if that if that means that uh, that she has a role in it as well or not, but or right. yeah, possibly they're filming stuff for for WandaVision. They're using places in that and Northeast Ohio. I don't know. Could be. Uh, Evangeline Lilly, um, of course, we know her as Hope Van Dyne. Uh, there's mm-hmm. no public details about her contract, but it's a safe bet that she'll be in the announced third Ant-Man movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Paul Rudd, um, whether or not the end of his time in the MCU, uh, whether the third Ant-Man movie will be the end of Rudd's time in the MCU is unknown. Uh, we 
we know he signed on for at least three films to start. Having already fulfilled that obligation, we do not know how many films he signed up for. Uh, then you got Chadwick uh, Boseman. Bosman. Um, he apparently signed on for a five-picture deal, but after Civil War and Black Panther and its appearances in Infinity War and Endgame, that leaves him one film left. Then you have Tom Holland, of course, with all the craziness that uh, Spider-Man has. Um, who knows? Uh, this is where it's getting complicated because during the time that Sony pulled out of the Marvel deal, reports stated that Holland would appear in two more movies regardless. Now that he's back in the Marvel fold, he's set to appear for one more movie in another Sam Mack Universe film. Uh, then you got Benedict Cumberbatch, who has the one movie left in his contract, which is the one coming out in 2021. And then Brie Larson uh, claimed that she has signed on for a seven total movie studios films, which would leave her with four more to come after Captain America or Captain Marvel Mm 2. So that's where we have with that. So there's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting if to see if the uh, the appearances in the the Disney Plus shows if that has any effect on or how it counts towards right. those uh, future appearances. Does one season count as one film? Um, you know, plus, you know, they they have I mean, these these shows are going to all have movie sized budgets and they're oh, going to yeah. tie into the MCU, you know. Right. I don't know. Um, now, going back to Anthony Mackie, he admits it's been extremely emotional taking on the Captain America mantle. Uh, he talked. He sat down, and talked to the Deadline about his upcoming journey, um, and his big quote is, "You know what? To be honest, it's very emotional. I've been in the business for twenty years. I've been fortunate to do some amazing stuff and work with amazing people. For me to be a black man in twenty nineteen, given the helm of Captain America, with the history of black men in this country, is a very monumental step." Not only in entertainment, but also in my life. It's been extremely emotional. Look at my, look, my grandfather was a sharecropper. You know what I mean? There's a lot of history and pain and triumph and joy that comes along with being Captain America. Mm-hmm. Well, it just tells us that the MC, that Marvel Studios is kind of paying attention to the comics. Yep. And they're playing this line. Who's to say we don't get him back in the final Star Wars film? Get Solo back briefly, just for uh, this whole exchange. Um. Well, I mean, it's it's going to be it's it certainly would be interesting to see if 
No, do we? I mean, do okay. How how closely do they follow the comics for that? I mean, because if he has Anthony Mackie has four more movies, you said yeah, four appearances. Uh, so if he, I mean, I almost feel like the cap all um cap will always have to be a part of the MCU. Although something that could happen is it passes over from passes over from Falcon to the Patriot. That's We've the already had the Patriot though. Yeah. Uh, that's right. We did, didn't we? Jeff Mace was the director of Shield for a while. Hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think well, the one that okay, the the one that became well, no, but the, okay. The, I think his, his last name was Bradley. He was the grandson of the guy that. Well, okay, he had gotten the super soldier, the super soldier serum. He had been he had received it, but he never officially became Captain America. It was uh, the person that was Captain America in truth. Um, hold on. I, I'm trying to remember his name now. Uh, it was um, Truth Red White. The the it was a mini series. It was called Truth uh, Red White and Black, and it was about the search for them to replace Captain America after Steve Rogers' death. And they ended up uh, basically testing the super soldier serum on black soldiers during World War II, and all of them died except one. And he actually ended up having to go. He he got he never officially Isaiah Bradley, Isaiah Bradley. Yeah. Now, his grandson in the future ends up getting Cap Shield. But in the, for some reason, I think he goes by Patriot. But that may. But like I said, because Jeff Mace was Patriot. Mm-hmm. Huh? I don't know what, how that would um, how that would work out. That's uh, that's a very good question, because. I mean, there have been there just have been so many people, so many men that have worn the mantle of Captain America. Right. Um, You've got William Nasland, also known as the spirit of 76. You got John Walker, the super patriot. You you had Isaiah Bradley. You had, uh, uh, of course, uh, what am I thinking of? Um, Jack Monroe. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, yeah got, briefly. Yeah, briefly. I, to me, though, I mean, Steve Rogers is always going to be the cap. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like, you know, Peter Parker will always be the Spider-Man. Right. Bruce Wayne will always be the Batman. Right. Now, yeah. there's there's always a chance that Chris Evans can be coaxed back um, as old Steve. But, yeah, I'm interested to see how they are going to, you know, where they're going to take this. Right. Right. And has any of the Falcon and Winter Soldier episodes dropped on Disney Plus yet? No. For uh, sometime after next year. Okay. Next year. Because confession time, I have yet to log in. That will probably be this weekend. Mm -hmm. But I'm just I'm calling it one of the major plot lines, if not the major plot line is going to be the government trying to get the shield to give to U.S. agent. Right. Right. 
Yeah, I called that. I called that back a while back. So you did, and and the concept art that uh, that you're seeing for U.S. Agent. Yep, there it is. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Now, agree with this or not? Disney Plus confirms Iron Man three is a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Well, let's th- let, let's talk about it. All right, so it t- so it definitely takes place during Christmas, but that alone doesn't make it a Christmas movie because Lethal Weapon takes place. The first Lethal Weapon takes place during Christmas. It's not a Christmas movie, but Die Hard is. Yeah, is there anything specifically Christmassy about uh, about uh, Iron Man three? Uh, well, he does tell Jarvis to play. Yeah, you know, to drop the needle when he's testing out the new armor distribution system that's embedded mm-hmm. in his arm. Right. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think. Other than that, there's really nothing else. I mean, because, I mean, Christmas doesn't... Like I'm trying to imagine, is there does Christmas have a direct effect on anything in the movie? No, not really. So is it's it's a movie that happens at Christmas time, but it's not a Christmas movie. Die Hard, like the very the the, the very reason that um, John McClane is traveling out west is because to be with his family at Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. So. You know, uh, I mean, I, I, I will be the first person in line to sell, to sell that if I had something a little more something to go on than it happens at Christmas time. Right. Right. So, I, I mean, think I spent time thinking about that. So signs are there. I mean, there is a Christmas tree in the house. He plays Jingle Bell Rock in his lab. There's the Santa hats, the Christmas presents, and more under the tree. Um. So, but does he say Merry Christmas to anybody? Because if he says Merry Christmas to anyone, I will accept it. I think he does to Pepper. Well, then, if he says Merry Christmas to Pepper, then I will accept it. Um, but, you know, the argument is, is it an actual Christmas movie? But according to Disney+, Plus, when you search Christmas on through their search, Iron Man 3 is on the list. I, th- I, I think that's, uh, I think that's kind of pushing it, but okay, I'm not gonna, you know. Right. I won't be mad at you. (laughs) Now, uh, to continue on with Disney Plus, you might have caught that there's some Marvel movies missing. Of course, some Star Wars ones, but we're here to talk Marvel, not Star Wars. Here's what's missing, and here's when they're set to arrive on Disney Plus. Thor Ragnarok is missing, but set to arrive December 5th, 2019. Black Panther, set to arrive March 4th, 2020. Avengers Infinity War, June 25th, 2020. And Ant-Man and Wasp, 
July 29th, 2020. And all this is because of a deal that's in place with Netflix. Or there is no longer a deal uh, in place. But um, they're still active on Netflix. And you have to wait until that's completed before they can jump ship to Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So... Um, so yeah, so what are y'all's thoughts on that? There, there is so much on there. I don't think I have enough. I would have any reason to be salty about what's missing right now. And yet there are, there are people I have seen it. it you know, Disney plus is, is still fresh out of the box and there's yeah. already, even on day one, uh, there, there were, were a lot of issues. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, beyond the technical issues, because it's kind of like, hey, Disney, you might want to beef up the server space because there's going to be a few people trying to watch. Yeah. Well, they, they said they were prepared for large crowds, but it still caught them off guard just how large the crowds were. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine if this, these crowds had been the same ones at uh, or if Galaxy's Edge had had crowds like this. Uh then I guess I, yeah. would, I wouldn't be taking Zoe this weekend to see Galaxy's Edge. Well, there you go. But, I mean, you I've seen all over the place, all over social media, people saying, well, why isn't this on here? Come on, Disney. It's kind of like there are literally hundreds, if not thousands, of movies to watch on there. And you're going to get bent out of shape yeah. because one is not yet. Look, I... My the the first thing one of the first things I watched on Disney Plus was episode one of Spider Man and His Amazing Friends, and I was geeking out because the first episode was a takes place uh, during a a Halloween party at Hudson University. I remember and that episode. How many? How and how deep a dive did they go? I mean, that was like the first animated appearance of. Okay, technically it wasn't Medusa, but you know, somebody it was Firestar like, dressed up as Medusa. Yes, and then no, Firestar was a uh, Spider Woman. It was uh, the woman that Bobby was interested in. She was Medusa. Okay, yeah. And, and then there was a guy that was in the background that was dressed as Falcon. There was a yellow jacket. There was a Kazar. There was a Daredevil. Um, there was a Phoenix. And uh, there was also a Cyclops. I mean, I, I'm sitting there and I'm looking at all. And I, now, mind you, when this show first came on. I was just too excited to see Spider-Man, you know, to mm-hmm. to care about what, what anything else. And so to have the opportunity to sit there and watch that show for the first time in I don't know how long. It was Norma Osborn. Yes, that's right. Yes. Yes, and- because because Green Goblin was the bad guy in this one. What? And he was going to poison the water supply. Yeah, turn everybody into goblins just like him. Yep. And and he had that whole thing where when he changed into Green Goblin, 
like Harry or, or, or uh, not Harry, um, Norman. Norman Norman had basically there were like two two different individuals, mm-hmm. and so while he was Green Goblin, he had forgotten that like Green Goblin didn't know Norman, mm-hmm. and Norman didn't know Green Goblin, and I and I was like I didn't remember that, and I and I was wondering how comic accurate that was, you know, but you know, but yeah. <laughs> Because I re- I remember I think Bobby was going gone as Captain America. Yep. And Green Goblin comes up, says, "Miss Osborne, may I have this dance?" And you know she doesn't think anything about it. She gets on with him, and, and he's got stared there and like, "Man, that guy had the wires done real good on his glider." Wait a minute, we're outdoors. <laughs> yeah, that's when that's when it hits him. Now, mind you, I have not seen this episode since it came on TV. Man, dude, you you got it, dude. You 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 remembered. I I I remembered like a one or two parts from that particular episode, but it definitely it, it made me think about the X Men episode, which comes like quite a bit later. You know, right. in, in the series, and, and so, Wolverine sounds like he's from down under. Yeah. That was just I like what? Uh okay. Mm-hmm. I watched that show religiously when it came on. And yes, I am looking forward to watching it again. Mac is uh he, he is binge watching gargoyles. Okay. Yeah. He is I, it, it, that's what he's geeking out about. I I I am because I was such a fan of um Tailspin. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get the whole story. So I'm actually starting out with, I think the first one is DuckTales. And it goes DuckTales. I believe the next one is Rescue Rangers and then it's Tailspin and then it's uh, Darkwing, I think. I'm trying to go chronological. So uh, Yeah, I think you're pretty close to that. Um, yeah. Bonkers may be part of that. Um, it, it's I can't remember. But yeah, that's going to be fun. That oh, yeah. it's going to be fun binge watching the old stuff. It really will. <laughs> yeah, you know, the old Marvel stuff, uh, like the Spider Man, the Amazing Friends, isn't uh, isn't the old '60s Fantastic Four on there too? Yeah, yeah, and and the all of the uh, Marvel shows from the late '90s, mm-hmm. uh, that really cool anime looking Fantastic Four series is in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider Woman is in there. I used to love that show. Yes. Uh, uh, and all the X series looks like they're in there. So you have X-Men and X-Men Evolution. And I think I, they're Wolverine and the X-Men. Yeah, <laughs> that one's there as well. Now, what you're not going to find there are the Spider-Man films. Because they're Sony. They're still Sony. Even though the MCU had a factor in Far From Home and Homecoming, they're still Sony films. Uh, According to Strauss, uh, who is Ricky Strauss, head of content and marketing for Disney+, Plus, he says, we love our friends at Sony, but we don't have any plans to have the live-action Spider-Man movies on Disney+. Plus." Uh, according to Strauss, uh, we all have we have all the Spider-Man animated shows that we did, so we, they can be 
be there under the radar or under the Marvel banner. So uh, who knows what can happen in the future? <laughs> um, yeah, but what about that, that red, those red brown Captain America movies? What about those? I, I'm pretty sure those aren't going to be there. I don't know. Oh, uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll it would be nice to see. if it was. Yeah. Um, I, you know, uh, was it there? No, there, there's never been a, a Doctor Strange animated series, has there? Series? No. no. There has been a uh, Doctor Strange animated movie. Right. I saw that. There was also the oh, live action movie on CBS. Mm-hmm. Oh, we tried that- to. We tried to ignore that one. <laughs> yeah. So what about the animated movies? Is there going to be a place for those? Probably. All depends on on the arrangements they have with the locations they're at now. Hmm. So um, now going back to Bucky, apparently mm-hmm. fans are losing their minds over Bucky's new look. I think it looks I think he looks awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and then I, I'm, I'm with you. And then the look of U.S. Agent looks amazing, dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that I, I I can't even imagine. I mean, that's gonna be one of those shows that is gonna kill me that they're not going. There is that is gonna commit kill me that I won't be able to binge it all at once. I'm gonna like it, but I'm gonna hate it. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, how about this? All the big MCU Phase 4 reveals on Disney+. Plus. Uh, we got Falcon and the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. which we kind of knew. Loki, Hawkeye, which is unsure on whether he's doing Hawkeye or doing Ronin. Even though all the art has him looking more like Hawkeye. True. Uh, we have WandaVision. Right. Um... And then what if, where it's taking a sequence out of the anime, out of the MCU, and turning it animated with a twist? I am really, really liking the idea of a what if animated series. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait for it myself. Uh, number two is what if. Um. It's going to take a look back at the Marvel Cinematic Universe in animated form as if plans panned out different for some characters. Um, let's see. Uh, WandaVision's on here. Mm. And that one is going to take place around 1982. WandaVision? Yep. I thought that was supposed to take place in the 50s. Uh, okay, a comic, never mind, it's comic panel that they're described, that's on set, is from Vision of Scarlet Witch, number four, from 1992. Mm-hmm. I misread it. I'll admit, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm sure you guys were laughing at me as I was drifting. No, it, Get, no not I, out loud. <laughs> But getting ready for Zoe's party uh, this weekend and preparing to take her to Galaxy's Edge and everything going on at work, I'm exhausted. I'm beat. 
Well, I mean, it's it, it's about to ramp up for you right now, isn't it? We're probably ramping up for you already. We're getting close. Yeah. We're getting close. So, um, so yeah. Y'all's thoughts on Marvel at the moment on Disney Plus? I'd be honest. I, I actually, like, in my office, everybody is so freaking jazzed about it. And I was telling one of my, one of my coworkers today that, it makes me not want to leave the house, you know. Um, Disney Plus is definitely a game changer. It, it, it really is, and but see, Disney. If you think about it, Disney, is the only company out there with en- that's diversified enough that it can put a specific. It, it can it can put an app like this out there and satisfy pretty much. Any interest that you may have, just saying. Yeah. You know, I mean, if because even if you if you look just at the 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 sheer breadth of content, just Disney specific alone, you got science fiction, you got fantasy, you got adventure, you got comedy, musicals, you 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 got it all within there, and then you add to that National Geographic, you add to it. Marvel, you add to Star Wars, and 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 it, it, that's just even more so, you know. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. I can't wait for these new shows to come out shortly after the first of the year. Oh yeah. So, well, it is about that time. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, here are the picks of the week. So, Kylan, why don't you start us off? Right, my first pick is uh, one I was pleasantly surprised that was uh, already set to come out. It is Fantastic Four 2099, number one. And it's brought to us um, by, oddly enough, I'm not getting any writers on this. Isn't that interesting? Um, brought to us by a lot of people. And the future belongs to Doom. Heroes may be no more, but the legacy of Earth's greatest family lives on against impossible odds. But as this new quartet of champions take on the mantle, what does it mean to be called Fantastic Four in a future ruled by Doom? That's what I got. <laughs> did did Mike fall asleep? No. I saw no, I saw him get uh, up. Okay, there we are. I had to get a water refresh. Okay. All right. So Eric, why don't you hit us up with your second pick? Or your first pick. Oh, God. I, my first pick. Um, my first pick down. is the number two. <laughs> it, it, it is the second issue. Uh it is Excalibur number two, Dawn of X. By Teeny Howard, Marcus Toe, and Mahmoud Azrar. Betsy Braddock is Captain Britain, but a citizen of Krakoa. With Rogue's condition of mystery, the team heads to the one place that has always been the seat of Excalibur's power, the Lighthouse. Ooh. Well, my first pick of the week is um, Captain America number 16. Tanishi uh, Coates, Jason Masters, Alex Ross. The legend of Steve continues. The killing of a cop sets off a powder keg in the New York streets 
one that Steve Rogers and Misty Knight must fight to contain. But an old foe with a new face is at the heart of this situation. How will justice be served? Cold. Oh, sorry. Be served with a nice glass of iced tea. <laughs> okay. Snow cones, anyone? Oh, you're funny. Uh, so, <laughs> Kylan, your second pick of the week. My second pick is 2099 Alpha, number one, uh, brought to us by a bunch of people. Didn't give me any writers this time. Uh, 80 years ago, the Marvel Universe was born. 80 years from now, will it die? The future is in peril. Events of Amazing Spider-Man have been leading to this for months. Something is happening in 2099 that spans... Nueva York and beyond and will shake up the official Marvel future forever. This is not a drill. Okay. Eric, your second pick. My second pick of the week is Conan the Barbarian number 11 by Jason Aaron, Mamad Azrar, and Isad Rebic. By Krom, the Barbarian versus his god. As Conan shuffles off this mortal coil, he stands face to face with his god, Krom. But Krom does not care for the fate of some weak mortal, unless Conan makes him. Conan is dead. Long live Conan. Plus, the penultimate chapter in the all-new novella, Black Starlight. Okay, okay. My second My- pick of the week is Gwynpool Strikes Back, number four. It's four or five. It's written by Leia Williams. Uh, and then the rest of the team is David Baldian and Terry Dodson. Whoever holds this hammer, if she be awesome, shall possess the power of Gwynpool. That's right. Gwynpool's got her mitts on Molnir, and she's got a list of heads that need hammering. Her mission to make herself known in the Marvel Universe at all costs gallops past all reason. So, Kylan, your final pick. My final pick, and a book that I feel like everybody really should be reading right now, because I'm. this is one of my new obsessions, is Strike Force, number three, brought to us by Teeny Howard, German Peralta, and Andrea Sarantino. Doom's own Demurge, or Demiurge. I really need to read that again. Doom's own Demiurge, the changeling creatures known as the Vradi, have lodged their fey claws into one of the most powerful men on Earth, Dr. Doom. And when Wiccan falls under their spell as well, the changelings have all the ingredients for a world ending, the likes of which you have never seen. Okay. Yep. Eric, your final pick of the week. My final pick of the week, I'm kind of going off the reservation just a little bit uh, because when I saw this, I could not avoid it. I could not turn it down. Avengers Endgame Art of Movie Hardcover Slipcase. Oh. That's a mouthful. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's a bit more expensive. Okay, a lot more expensive than uh, than our normal picks. 
But uh, just just think about it. Thanos has won. Half of all life in the universe has crumbled to dust. Now the Avengers must fight the most important battle of their lives. It all comes down to this. Featuring concept art and exclusive interviews, the Art of Marvel Studios Avengers Endgame showcases the work behind one of the biggest blockbusters in movie history and the culmination of 22 interconnected films. Explore page after page of script secrets and production designs that highlight the creativity of Marvel's talented filmmakers. With intricate concept art, full-color photography from the set, and finished film and commentary from the filmmakers this collectible will delight new and old fans alike go behind the scenes of the end game with this gorgeous keepsake volume all right well my final pick of the week is star wars number 75 by greg pock and phil noto final issue it's a trap the epic rebels and rogue storyline reaches an explosive end can 3po save the rock people of k43 is Warba the master or the student which champion fails? And how much of Luke's desperate plan has Darth Vader foreseen from the beginning? The search for a new rebel base continues. So, um, Kylan, your MU pick for the week. Uh, my MU pick for the week is Tales of Suspense, number 39. <sighs> This is Iron Man's first explosive appearance by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Enough said. It was originally published as Tales of Suspense. Uh, now, it was uh, 1963, but they listed this as Tales of Suspense from 1959. Uh, the anchor is Gene Colan, and second anchor is the famous Steve Ditko. You also have Don Heck. And writers are Larry Lieber and Stan Lee. And letterer is Art Simak. Okay. So, yeah, first appearance of Iron Man. There you go. Yeah. Well, that's almost going to bring us to a close. Any final thoughts? Uh, No, I got nothing. Eric? No, I am thoughted out. I am tuckered out. Mm-hmm. And when we hang up from this, I think I'm going to bed. As much as I hate to say it, <laughs> but um, again, follow us on social media at Marvel Geeks on Twitter, Mighty Marvel Geeks Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we want to hear from you guys um, and questions, comments, concerns, your picks of a, in a week that you might want to give us, let us know. We'll, we'll give you credit for your picks. So, um, until next time. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? No, just time to go dark. sign of unusual brain activity.